Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our time of reflection for home and community care. I'm Karen Summers, and I'm the mission leader for Providence Home and Community Care. And I'm so pleased that we were invited to be present with you this morning. I'm joined today by my esteemed HCC mission colleagues, Liz Wessel from Southern California, Rochelle Yates from Northern California, and Roseanne Ponzetti from our Oregon region. And they will all be co-presenting with me during this time of reflection as we reflect on this past year. As you may recall, a few months ago, Home and Community Care Mission Team invited all of our caregivers to pause for a time of reflection. We were in the midst of the earlier months of the COVID outbreak and all of its challenges. And we knew even back then it would be more than a sprint, but more a marathon. So we wish to support our home and community care caregivers, especially during this time. And we named this journey we would be on together as a mission marathon for all we do in Providence is in the name of our mission. As the months unfolded, in addition to the virus, we also experienced shock and horror when we witnessed through several videos a number of killings of black men and women, which brought forth in most of us in our country and certainly for us in Providence, an intensified call to action regarding racial and social injustices, that it was time for a new beginning. We would no longer accept the status quo, that we were called to do more to eradicate injustices. And then we had the fires, fires that affected several of our regions, impacting not only those we serve, but also our caregivers as well. So what a year, I don't need to tell you. Many are referring to 2020, you know, in the news, on TV, as an unprecedented year. And I'm not sure if that word adequately describes what our experience in healthcare has been like, as we really have truly witnessed the loss and suffering by so many, including our own caregivers. And we are beyond weary, as we are physically and emotionally drained. Who would have ever thought nine months later we would be in such deep crisis, but here we are. And yet, in the face of all those challenges, for us in Providence, it has also been a year of inspiration. You might ask, how can that be? Well, it is so because of all of you, our people of Providence who have responded in extraordinary ways as you've demonstrated love, compassion, courage, steadfastness, and the gift of hope you have brought to so many. During this sacred season, and as the year 2020 nears an end, we thought it was a good time to pause again, as one does in a marathon, to catch a breath, to refresh and renew. And we would like to share with you a pictorial glimpse into Providence Home and Community Care 2020, a year of inspiration. Together, we say thank you to all of our caregivers who have responded and remained steadfast despite the challenges and continued our mission with an undaunted spirit. Their example provides inspiration for us all. And so we begin with the Christmas story, the place where our particular mission began. And I'd like to invite Rosanna Liz, who will lead us in a reflection. Thank you, Karen. This is a season of light. It is a time when many religions recognize the coming of light and darkness. And as we enter this sacred season, we're reminded of the Christmas story and we're struck by the parallels to our own time. The story tells us Jesus was born into a poor refugee family. We recognize how many families have been separated at the border, fleeing unsafe conditions as they search for a home. 
He entered the world at a time of great persecution and violence. They see the effect of war-torn countries and global dislocation due to droughts and famines, the impact of systemic racism and the disruption of political systems as the world searches for answers to a global pandemic. Born in a manger, no place for his head. We witness the homeless in our own communities struggling to stay safe as day centers close and the winter weather wears the beleaguered encampments. Seen first by the shepherds, those at the margins, keeping watch in the night, in touch with the nature and caring for their flock. We recognize the truth tellers in our nation, those that call out injustice and stand for basic human rights. Wise men followed the star, observing the changing celestial landscape for signs of the new king. We celebrate those that hold out hope for us, those that know there can be a better way, those that work daily to bring about our beloved community in which all people can live healthy and productive lives. Generations sought hope in a new way, a king that would lead his people with compassion and mercy and justice. And the Christmas story ushers in the manifestation and physical presence of hope in our world a world that it is at once happening and becoming, complete in the opportunity of each moment and still groaning with the vestiges of pain and harm invested in the systems that keep our people bound. In the book of Micah, it is said, he will be our peace. We celebrate and hold dear the values orientations this Christ child brings into our world. Jesus saw each person as valuable. He touched their life with compassion. He healed their heart with love and restored each person to community. He and his followers walked together, accompanied one another during hardship and death, example by the compassion of our mother of sorrows. And the story of his life tells us that love prevailed even when all seemed dark. And it is because of this faithfulness, the belief that there can be a better world, despite the challenges and human failings, that we are called a people of hope. And the story continued. A small band of believers persisted. And history tells us, the tradition out of which our ministry was born was hardwired during a pandemic. In the first three centuries of the Common Era, epidemics ravaged the Roman Empire. And while the fledgling Christian community was undergoing great persecution, the plague struck down many, many people, some say as many as 30% of the population, and many others fled, as was typical of that time. But the Christians stayed. Their perspective on life gave practical proof of their compassion and humanity. All day long, some of them tended to the dying and to their burial, countless numbers with no one to care for them. Others gathered together a multitude of those withered from famine and distributed bread to them all. These early front runners of our long-standing tradition walked with people through their darkest hours and buried the dead to honor their existence. While others naturally fled, they stayed. And because of their commitment, their way to serving was recognized for its character compassion, and way of living, a perspective which included all and recognized the value of accompaniment, 
even during the most daunting of challenges. This may be an image familiar to you, Mother Joseph of the Sacred Heart, a sister of Providence. Certainly this rich heritage lives in our caregivers today. Whether as individuals they ascribe to this particular faith tradition or find their spiritual strength in different ways, we can look to these stories from our heritage and recognize that this steadfastness and perseverance is in our organizational DNA. It is truly evident in both the Sisters of Providence and the Sisters of St. Joseph religious communities. The Sisters carried on this deep commitment to compassion and caring in their time. For the Sisters of St. Joseph, with their charism of unity and reconciliation, to care for our dear neighbor without distinction. And for the Sisters of Providence, with their charism to be the face of Providence and the compassion of our Mother of Sorrows, with special concern for those who are poor and vulnerable. An example is the spirit and steadfastness of Joseph. As a sister of Providence, she responded to the call to lead all band of sisters to the West from Montreal and steadfastly carried on the ministry beginning in the Vancouver community. She's known for her skills as a carpenter as she carries the name Joseph, who was the steadfast support for the Holy Family. The same type of hearty character that is demonstrated in the practical love our caregivers provide every day. Throughout her life, Mother Joseph touched many people, and upon her death, so many mourned. Excerpts from an article highlight she was incomparable in ardor, judgment, ability of mind, and heart. Such was the valiant woman, our Mother Joseph of the Sacred Heart, undaunted in the face of duty and undaunted by the face of keenest suffering. In her story, we see an example of faith, steadfast service, and hope. This year has brought so many challenges to so many, and to remain steadfast, we had to go within ourselves, for we would have no chance of being steadfast without our doing so. So our caregivers have pulled from within themselves something, something, someone that has given them perseverance. And in doing so, they have given hope to so many, people who were sick with the virus, taking a stand by being in solidarity with those who experience injustices, by walking with those impacted by the fires and smoke that affected so many in our communities. Again, this parallels the story of Christmas with the birth of Christ whose value orientation was radically inclusive, restorative, and compassionate. And this story lives on through the work of our amazing caregivers. After such an amazing year, an inspiring year, it's hard to choose one story that captures the deep commitment that has been demonstrated throughout our system. However, one story can cast light on others as an example of what it means to carry out our mission every day. Unexpected tragedy is always difficult to bear, perhaps even more so when it occurs on our own doorstep. On September 18th, a 29-year-old man who was later identified as Jumani Campbell was found deceased outside the Santa Rosa office, a victim of violent crime. Oftentimes, tragedy like this is brushed under the rug and soon forgotten, but not here, where caregivers understand the inherent value of human life, the importance of dignity of this person, and the recognition that this person was loved somewhere by someone. It became deeply important to honor him, his family, and our tradition of honoring life at the time of death. And so at 3 p.m., there was a gathering for a stranger 
who was nameless and homeless, but who was loved as a unique expression of life nonetheless, and celebrated with poems and flowers, music, and a final chime as we ring all hospice patients to their final home. Some may wonder, whose responsibility is it? We reply, it is ours, because he had a name. In the book of Hebrews, we are reminded, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, we have unknowingly entertained angels. Such a wonderful example of recognizing the value of each person and just one example of the many acts of love and compassion so inherent in our community. And our story begins. This time last year, we had no idea of what 2020 would entail. We started the year with such hope and a full plate of strategic priorities. Strengthened by formation programs, our leaders and caregivers were actively engaged in demonstrating great acts of love with our patients, participants, their families, and our communities including touching the lives of others in our urban immersion trip and our international ministries. Already destined to be a busy year, 2020's strategic plan was full of hope for transforming healthcare and impacting environmental justice and health equity through systemic change. And then pandemic became a reality and we responded. We didn't know what we were dealing with. There was so much unknown. We didn't have all the things that we needed, but our caregivers figured it out face shields, masks, gowns, anything we could do to provide the necessary things to keep our patients and caregivers safe with so much collaboration and work with our community partners to ensure the supply needs were being met. Caregivers and community volunteers responded by making masks, joining together in service. There was such a heroic and creative response, truly awe-inspiring. Shut off from our normal contacts, caregivers found ways to show love despite quarantine requirements and committed to prioritizing the safety of our caregivers. HCC found ways to show support even as we were sorting out the ever-changing dynamics inherent in the pandemic. Then, horrified by the death of George Floyd and so many others, the reality of life lived by so many of our black and brown brothers and sisters called out the need to dig deeper in our response to systemic racism and injustice. And we responded with support and a call for change. Increasing our own awareness of unconscious bias, many began reaching out to support those who face such threats every day. Leadership discussions and reflection, education and intentional focus began deeper diversity, equity, and inclusion work. As committees began forming and town hall meetings offered an opportunity to lean into difficult conversations, we worked to strengthen our commitment to carry forward the long process of reconciliation and create an essential sense of belonging for all people. We celebrated for the first time across all HCC a long-held and special African-American tradition that honors Juneteenth. And through all the troubles, our caregivers responded with compassion and celebration. And despite their weariness, they made sure our patients, participants, and community members felt their worth through small acts of kindness and mourn the loss of those we love, holding them in our heart forever. And all the while, our Institute for Human Caring offered the opportunity to tell heartfelt pandemic stories, making sense of our experience in a way that only storytelling can do. We thought we'd seen it all. And then the fires. It was huge. The fires impacted both our caregivers and those we serve from Southern California, Northern California, Medford, Benedictine, Portland, the smoke and the fires touched so many lives, and the need for evacuation became evident. 
caregivers worked overnight to evacuate residents in a truly amazing team effort. This caregiver even stayed in his trailer to be there to care for patients. So many caregivers going above and beyond to ensure residents would feel supported. Even the engineers took the time to fix the things that they could never get to in the rooms when the patients and residents were present. And through it all, unbelievable stories of heroism and resilience, including cross-regional support from chaplains reaching out to our caregivers to ensure their safety. And our caregivers continued to serve undaunted. And just like our sisters before us who relied on prayer and their community for support, we offered moments of reflection, resilience workshops, prayers, and tools to support our caregivers as they continued to find creative ways to share their love. Even in the midst of all these things, we stayed faithful to keeping our identity and heritage alive. Our caregivers still gave above and beyond to agencies in the community, offering consistent attention to those in need, the lonely, isolated, hungry, poor, those at the margins, and our legacy lives on caring for one another, celebrating life, living our values, bringing joy to the downhearted, welcoming the stranger, inviting all into a community of belonging, calling each one by name. And finally, we celebrate the very first vaccines for our very beleaguered caregivers. Throughout it all, our caregivers have been the lights of hope in the darkness. Knowing that we share in a living heritage of bringing hope and healing to our world, we celebrate the mission that lives on through our ministry. Thanks, Roseanne. This next image is an image of Providence Seattle Medical Center, where I actually served for quite a few years early in my time with Providence. And the cross at the top was recently refurbished. And it truly sits, Providence Seattle, which is now Swedish Cherry Hill Campus, uh, sits on a hill in Seattle. So it truly is this beacon that lights up from that hill. And I love the quote that we've added to this image. It's from uh, Joseph Cardinal Bernadine, who wrote a book called A Sign of Hope and was talking about Catholic health care. And he says, we are called, indeed empowered, to comfort others in their suffering by giving them reason to hope with a shared sense of purpose that truly makes a difference in our world. And so we recognize, as is so aptly captured in a beautiful prayer written by Howard Thurman, and it's entitled A Christmas Prayer. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with the flocks, then the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, heal those broken in spirit, to feed the hungry, to release the oppressed, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among all peoples, to make a little music with the heart, and to radiate the light of Christ. Every day, in every way, in all that we do, and in all that we say, then the work of Christmas begins. Let us pray that we can make every day Christmas Day. And at this time, we'd like to share with you a musical reflection that includes some of the images you've just seen, but with no remarks, no talking points. So an opportunity for a few minutes for you, for your own self-reflection. So please join us in reflecting on the many ways our caregivers have continually responded, steadfastly served, and undauntingly carried on the work of Christmas every day.
Thank you, everyone. 
Thank you so much for your amazing, inspiring service. You truly have given a year of inspiration to so many, including all of us who serve together. Blessings to you during the sacred season and in the coming year. There is a light. We're headed in the direction.